Hey, good afternoon, neighbor. You know, I'm really tired. Um, I'm just so tired. About, I can't sleep at night. The, the, the virus. You know what the word, uh, well, you know what the word worry means? I, I'm a man of a lot of words. I sure am. And I, I, and I like to know what words mean when I use them. For example, there's a word. Uh, I one time surprised a class and I said, hey, class, what's the big word for big words? And one of those kids looked and raised his hand and said, Mr. Gunner, would you please cut that out? Hey, I wasn't kidding. There is a big word for big words. You know what it is? Sesquipedalian. <laughs> you can't spell it. <laughs> I one time knew a gentleman uh, in Chicago whose name I could not spell, nor could you pronounce it. <laughs> he was, of course, the Union of Polish and Lithuania. <laughs> By way of genetics, I thought I'd come in here today and before I go to sleep, I'm too sleepy. I shouldn't be talking, really. But neighbor, I sure do miss seeing people I know and love. So I'm going to try to talk to you through the broadcast method here on the internet of the World Wide Web. That was about a million years ago, it seems like. I'd never heard of it. Apparently, the United States Army has been using it for quite some time, but that's not. <laughs> uh, we won't talk about that. Words, words mean a lot, don't they? They do, and you know, if you use your words wisely, you, you can make, uh, you can do a lot of good with them. Words are a tool, and uh, if you're proficient with your words, they'll be a good tool. Got to take care of them. The big word for big words is sesquipedalian. But do you do, do you know why? Sesquipedalian. William F. Buckley did that one time in the New York, uh, New York Times Book Review. That was back when conservatives were super intelligent, uh, very concerned with high standards, and not like the wolf, wolf pack of, of uh, Democrats and Republicans that we got out there now. Fooly on all of them, you know? Neighbor, listen, I'm going to jump over all that. hope you do, too. Sesquipedalian, sesquicentennial, 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 sesquicentennial. Sesquicentennial means something. Let's put another word by it. Sesquicentennial. How many years would that be? Well, all right. If you don't know, let's try this. Know what you do know. The word centennial. Who doesn't know that? Century. How many is that? Century. Century 21. Are we in the 21st century? What is it? <laughs> 21 centuries since what? <laughs> How do you denote the passage of time? How do you mark it? Is every minute the same as the other? Well, I mean, uh, no, it isn't. No, right now we're in a we're in a uh, earth moving, changing event right now. It'll be marked in the pages of history. The the pandemic came to America and a wrecking ball to everything we we got. Sometimes, class, in my opinion, sometimes a civilization has to be struck to its knees before it can examine itself and shake it off and uh, get themselves back together. Either that or they go down because their time's over. They've lost their, their reason for being. Well, what is the reason for being? I don't know, but I like being in a neighborhood. I like caring about people. I like believing the best in other people. Sasquatch Centennial, it must mean this. Centennial would be 100. 100 what? 100 years. This is the Sasquatch Centennial of the Quapaw Nation. 
Well, what does that mean? Well, the Quapaws were an Indian tribe, so let's say it's the sesquicentennial of their arrival in Arkansas. Well, maybe it didn't, but let's just say it is. That would mean a hundred and what? Sesquai. <laughs> well, how many is a sesquai? It would be, the, it means half a hundred. So how many years would it be? It would be one hundred and half a hundred. So that would be 150 years. See, that's the big word for big words. Sesquipedalian. A word that is sesquipedalian would be Sesquai, we already know that means half. And what does pedalian mean? Pedalian, pedal, pedestrian, foot. It's a word that's a foot and a half long. <laughs> know your words. Well, all right then. I wanted to read a poem today. Let me hurry up, neighbor. Who wrote this? Something there is that doesn't love a wall. It sends the frozen ground swell under it and spills the upper boulders in the sun and makes gaps where even two could walk through. Oh, the work of hunters, that's something else. They come through. You know what? I have come after them and made repair. They died not left one stone on the other. You know, up in New England, they build their uh, fences out of rocks. You know, out in, uh, out in the desert, it's a tough... Uh, you try to build a fence out in the desert. What are you going to make it out of? <laughs> Not going to be easy. <clears throat> anyway, this, uh, this gentleman up in uh, New England, you know it's Robert Frost. He says, uh, all during the year, rocks fall off the wall. And, you know, it's the neighborly thing to do is to call your neighbor and say, you do your side of the fence and I'll do mine. Let's get this done, okay? Now, that's neighborly. That's the way to do it. And you don't have to pay anybody. You just do your side and he's going to do his side. But together we can get it done. And neighbor, right now, we need to work together in the time we've got because this is not a time to be sitting around and complaining or griping or dividing or, or fussing or fighting or any of that other stuff. Cut it out. Quit doing that. We meet on a day set. We walk the line and set that wall up between us again. Well, we keep the wall between us as we go. Each the boulders that have fallen to each the summer lows and summer balls. We use a spell to make them stay. Stay where you are until our backs are turned. We wear our fingers rough handling them. Just another game, you know. That's about all there is to it. Isn't that about all there is to it anyway? It's just a game. How are you playing it? We come to a point where he doesn't need a wall. He's all pine trees. Me, I'm an apple orchard. My apple trees will never get across and eat the cones under his pines. And I say to him, good fences make good neighbors. Don't you remember that line? He says to me, I said first, now wait, I said first to him, good fences make good neighbors. But you know, I have some mischief in me. And I wonder if I could wake up his sleepy brain. Why? Why do they make good neighbors? Is it because there are cows here? But there aren't any cows here. Quit it, boys. I can't talk. Before I built a wall, I'd ask to know what I was walling in or walling out. And maybe it would offend somebody. Maybe I wouldn't build a wall. There's something that says I don't like a wall that wants to take the wall down. I could say it's the elves that want to knock it down, but that's not really right. And I wish he'd say it. Here he comes. Quit it, boys. Here he comes. Got a rock in each hand, an old stone savage, a prehistoric caveman moving through the darkness. 
But it's a darkness, I think, not of the woods only in the shade of the trees. He will not go behind his father's saying. And he likes having thought of it so much, he says it again. Good fences make good neighbors. Oh, there are a lot of people who are sleepwalking through life. I'm pretty sleepy myself. I wanted to talk about the newspapers today, but I ran out of time. I want to talk to you about that tomorrow. Hey, I know. Why not do that tonight? The newspapers. Remember that? Hey, I went up to Walmart today, and I was going to get some, uh, you know, paper products. Hey, forget it. No, they didn't have any. You know what? That's okay. And uh, I finally decided to just get on out of there, and uh, I believe this. Everybody's, everybody's got to decide whether they're going to build a wall around themselves or are they going to, they going to think and work with their neighbor and be a neighbor. Oh, i got to move on, y'all. My dogs won't quit barking over there. And I, hey, quit barking, boys. And I'm so tired. I'm tired of this virus. I'm glad you're in my neighborhood. Hey, you know what? Got a little button up there that says, uh, push this button and tell me what you think. If you'd like to have your own podcast, go to anchor.fm. You know how much it costs? Nothing. Power to the people. You know where I live in Bentonville, Arkansas, on our court, you know what it says? And this is odd, don't you think? We have a Confederate statue in our square, and you might like that, and you might not like that. That's okay. But you know what? Um, The courthouse has a slogan on its wall, and it says this. And it's right by that Confederate statue. The slogan on the wall says, power belongs, well, it doesn't say it quite that way. It says, sovereignty, the right to rule. Who's sovereign here, Linda is? (laughs) Yes, she is. (laughs) She's my girly. She's my girly girl. And she's a sovereign if she wants to be. She's the queen, I'll say that. Anyway, the sign on our courthouse, what does the sign on your courthouse say? Push that button and tell me. What does the sign say on your courthouse? I apologize for my dogs. The sign on my courthouse says sovereignty or the right to rule belongs to President Trump. No, it it doesn't. The right to rule belongs to the mayor of Bentonville. No, it does not. Uh Uh-uh. Hey, you know what? The American people have gone to sleep. The rocks have fallen off the wall. And uh, we've got to get together and rebuild it. And listen, here's what it says. The right, the sovereign, the ruler of our Benton County is the people. (laughs) I'll see you later tonight and we'll think that over. Good news tonight, okay? Bye. Cheers.